0: Welcome to episode 197 of the Reptile Gumbo podcast. This is our January one-on-one episode and I am taking over, except I don't know how to run the board. So James is still here for that.
1: You feel special you got to do the intro.
0: I do. It was kind of cool. I know why you, why you enjoy it every week gotta find my joy somewhere. Okay, man. I gotta find my joy. So,
1: uh, how's it going?
0: It's going great. Are you excited about about tonight?
1: So excited.
0: I get to interview you, James.
1: Is that what this is going to be?
0: Yes. Did you not listen to me at all the other night? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> well, get ready because you are 197 episodes. That math, that math doesn't add up, babe. Why not? Because you said your 200th episode is going to be...
1: 197.
0: No, that's going to be 199.
1: Then maybe this is 198. Maybe I typed I it wrong. I think this is
0: episode 198, because if your 200th episode is on the 30th... Oh yeah,
1: 197 was Rob and Amy. So this is episode...
0: So do I need to do the introduction nope, again? This is the intro. All right. Well, welcome to episode 198 of the Reptile Gumbo See, so this is what happens when you do the intro. <laughs> no! You typed it! It's you! All I, I know. did was I mean, if read! I'd, if I had done
1: the intro, it would probably have been right. No!
0: Lewis, you're so wrong for that. This
1: is one 198. I thought 197 was our awesome episode with the Zircles, which I loved last week.
0: It was a great episode last week. We
1: have to have the Zircles back on.
0: I just want to sit and listen to him tell stories. Yes. I loved it. I'm... So, before we get into our one-on-one episode, I want you to go ahead and do our sponsors. Are you ready? I'm doing
1: sponsors? You got them pulled up? In my head. Here we go.
0: Mm -hmm. Ready?
1: Lil's Shop of Horrors. Lil's Shop of Horrors is a small feeder and pet supply business based in San Antonio, and they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio as well as other neighboring towns and cities. They offer shipping on their feeder insects, ice pods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents too. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and amphibians that consume them. Hey, look, there they are in the chat.
0: Oh, yay. Speak
1: of the devil. It's Lil's shop of horse. Yes, Lil's. Good job. apostrophe
0: mm-hmm.
1: Am I still going?
0: Yeah, keep going, man.
1: Uh, VivTech. I'm throwing VivTech out there. Uh, if you have not ordered bulbs from VivTech yet, uh, you suck and you don't love your animals.
0: You're missing out.
1: That too. Uh, yeah, get your LED bulbs from them. They have halogen bulbs. On go, go get your bulbs. You're smart. To think everything. Go there. Use code Gumbo22. say fifteen percent. And they're awesome people. Uh, I have not. I have not fired Robert. He actually just started a new job. Uh, and he's yeah. been, been busy. Tired. He'll be
0: back in two weeks.
1: He'll be back in two weeks for the 200th, 200th episode. episode. So he's taking these two weeks off, uh, getting used to his new job. Um,
0: I might miss the first 15 minutes of that episode.
1: We've only been planning it for 200 we have. episodes.
0: However, this past week, we got an email to let us know that our daughter's STEM fair, which is a major part of her grade, Let's is the same night. She's written her essay. Her essay is complete. It's due in two days. She's got and it's done, and it's she's doing a
1: day, like a day.
0: She's turned in Friday. It's Wednesday, which
1: means we have to do it tomorrow night. Because she's at we music have right to now. do the
0: board tomorrow night. The <sighs> kids suck. The, the presentation for her class, the slideshow for the fair, and the essay is done. Essay. She just has to do the board even though i vividly remember last year saying i will not do this board the night before
1: i vividly remember hearing someone say i should do all the sponsors
0: yeah go go
1: okay go uh herb reptile shows the next herb reptile show is longview texas january 20th 21st it's this weekend in longview texas so if you are in east texas west louisiana south arkansas any area in that area make it over to longview uh dallas area can make it's not a long drive from dallas and then the week after, my birthday weekend is Conroe, Texas, January 27th, 28th. We're going to be there, right?
0: Saturday for sure.
1: Saturday for sure. We
0: may or may not be spending the night.
1: We don't have a hotel currently. Well. We should probably get one I of I do.
0: I just may or may not be canceling it. I don't know. I won't huh. know until next week.
1: Gotcha. Anyways, we'll be there Saturday at least and hopefully get some interviews done so we can... Do some interviews and get a week off somewhere. Yeah, knock out some interviews. Conroe, Texas, January twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Come by and see us. Uh, we may have hats for sale. If y'all saw on our uh, on our Facebook, we have hats out for sale. Uh, Robert, who has been busy with his new job, also started making some hats, and he made some awesome Reptile Gamma podcast hats. Go check that out. Thirty bucks you can get your hat. We'll have some for sale, hopefully, on our table at Conroe. That is the goal. Uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, February 24th and 25th. I almost want to make that one now so I can go talk to te- Texas Sea Life Center. I'll talk about them later tonight because there was a post that I shared over on our Facebook with this cold snap. Uh, they've had their hands full the last they couple of really days. They really have, yeah. Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, March 2nd, March 3rd. Bryan College Station, Texas, March 9th, March 10th. Rosenberg, Texas, March 16th and 17th. That is our new home show, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically Sugarland. If anybody knows where Sugarland is, it's, it's, it's South far. Houston. It's South. West, Houston. Slidell, Louisiana, April 6th, April 7th. And then Austin, Texas, Texas, April 20th, April 21st. I'll leave anybody out. I think that's it, right? I think so. I think we're good. Uh, shout out to, just because I know the sign behind me is not plugged in. It is hanging up, if anybody's noticed the last couple shows. It is up on the wall now. I somehow... good, though. I somehow lost the plug. Like I know you see a plug coming down from it. Well, the other side coming down from it. But... uh. The adapter that plugs into to go to the wall.
0: The piece that is unattached to anything else on the floor behind you.
1: No, no, that's from a, that's from something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, it
0: looks like it fits.
1: Oh no, I know it looks like it, but I somehow have lost it. But anyways, shout out to our friends over at Focus Cube for this amazing sign. Uh, if you need, uh, you know, showpiece type cages and racks and stuff like that, go check out Focus Cube. They're they're awesome people. They made this sign for us for free because they're our best friends, and I love them. And we gotta have them. On. It's been a while since we had them on.
0: We have. They've been busy. They have been but, busy. Yeah,
1: been busy making a a, a, a jet ski, a stand mm-hmm. up jet ski. I think I saw that. Anyways, I think that's our sponsors.
0: Uh, Canal Side Exotics. We did not get a new camera. James just repositioned it.
1: I repositioned it. and I think I changed the
0: uh, a setting on it.
1: I think now it's in like 1080 instead of seven. Uh, no, I think it's in 4K instead of 1080. So now you can see my pores.
0: <laughs> you can see just how tired I am today
1: tired my problem was cold <sighs> our building at school did not have heat and the temperature this morning when i got to school was 23
0: the problem is when i have more than a scheduled day my scheduled days off of school um i i i i'm pretty sure you wanted to kick me out of the house yesterday
1: not just yesterday. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's um, not true.
0: I don't do well with unplanned, oh. timed off. And I do. yesterday was an unplanned day off for I'd us. I
1: do well with any time off.
0: And at one point, I literally laid on top of him,
1: stretched whoa. completely out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay.
0: On top of the blanket.
1: Yeah. I need people to understand. Because well, I, I don't know where the story's going. I was trying to
0: get you to get out of the you're bed. You're the one that's
1: always trying to tell me this needs to be a family I, show. I
0: needed someone to.
1: So, Can you stop hitting my arm while I'm trying to do stuff?
0: I Yeah. So you wouldn't get out of the bed and do stuff with me. And so then I went upstairs to Joe and started harassing her. Um, and she wouldn't get out of the bed and do stuff with me. And the dog just wanted to, like, lay on a blanket because it was cold.
1: Uh, you need to learn like everybody else. A day off means you're off.
0: But I wanted to, like, watch TV or do stuff around the house or...
1: You're free to do all that stuff. But I
0: wanted to do it with you guys.
1: Yeah, unless it involved laying in bed and sleeping. Huh?
0: Joe even told me I couldn't cash in a coupon for Christmas. <laughs> oh, look,
1: it's Douglas Ray White. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry, Doug. I, I got that, too. Yeah. Anyways, Uh are we going to get on with this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, so...
1: Do you want to do this, this right here first, your question? Well, no. Excuse you Do
0: I need to sit in that seat Is no, that what needs no, to happen No because
1: then this board will get screwed up
0: Yeah because I don't want to touch the board It looks it looks fancy So I thought it would be a really good idea You have been stressing out that you don't have anyone for this week And I thought With, it, with
1: that said I do have people for like the next month and a half
0: Oh yeah you are super prepared And, and I have um, some
1: really good ones coming I'm up I'm really excited, I'm excited for about. you
0: um, there's a couple that I'm going to miss because of other functions and I'm, I'm kind of sad that I'm going to miss them. So what a loser. I know I, it's one of us has to be a parent.
1: Lo-ser.
0: and So that, p- that person is me, but anywho, I thought it would be a good idea for someone to interview you because uh, okay. yeah, it's your podcast, but we've talked a little bit here and there about why we have the podcast, but
1: because I need to feel important.
0: We, I mean, if that's, that's the reason, more power to you, babe. That's not why. But I, I can remember almost 200 episodes ago. Do when, you remember? When this was, I'm going to throat punch you with the, the side of my fist night of in September? just a minute. <laughs> um, I remember when you started talking about this and you were like, this would be fun. This is what we need to make oh, it. pause.
1: I'll see anal side exotics had a point. There's uh, some tubs you could clean. I'm assuming I they mean, mean you, because I was sleeping. We? No. You could have cleaned some tubs. No,
0: we all know I don't do that. I hope you medicate a snake.
1: I did. We'll talk about that later, too.
0: Uh, Medi- Medi-
1: loose, loose, Loosely medicate a okay. snake.
0: Anyways. But I remember when this was just a brainchild, and this was just something that you wanted to do because you enjoyed listening to other podcasts.
1: And now I listen to none of them.
0: But there wasn't one out there quite as sporadic as ours has become.
1: I don't think that's the right word Miss um, English teacher I think you need a different dictionary. I think you need
0: a different adjective there
1: Yeah Anyways
0: I mean this is not 100% what you envisioned it to be
1: No it's definitely changed from the beginning So that's like So whenever someone tells me They started listening to our podcast And they start listening to it from the beginning I'm like oh man If they really like this first episodes That's not what this is now uh, But I, don't, I like what it is I liked what it was I liked both and we can do some of what it was as now as what it is.
0: Yes. And that's really cool, I think. Um, but what... Why are you playing on your phone? I'm pulling my question back up because oh, I okay. accidentally closed it. So what made you decide, I'm going to do a podcast?
1: Everyone else's podcast sucked. That is not that true. That is not true. This that is, is a, not true a at serious
0: all. question, that's James. Uh,
1: I don't know. So I enjoy this hour, two hours a week where I get to just bullshit about reptiles. And then I also enjoy getting to talk about people that... Or talk to people that, one, I never would have met outside of going, hey, I have a podcast. Do you want to come on? Because it can't be like, hey, I'm a stranger. Do you just want to talk randomly for two hours?
0: <laughs> that is true. That, that is would be true. much weirder. I mean, I make friends that way all the time, but not you. No. So I totally get it.
1: Uh, so we've had some, like, look, I got to talk to like, Kathy Love. That was awesome.
0: That was very cool.
1: Uh, look, the circles from last week, that was an amazing one.
0: That really was.
1: Uh, you know, there's been some awesome, and in two weeks, we're going to have our 200th episode. And... Uh, we're bringing back a whole bunch of our friends that have been on several episodes prior to this. We're gonna bring them back in, uh,
0: and some of them are friends that we really didn't have as friends until the podcast, yeah. which was cool.
1: Um, and you know, we're gonna. I laughed because I was talking to. Uh, I had a message Ryan and Erica McVeigh about being on, which. Spoiler alert! They're gonna be on, and uh, I said, "Yeah, it's going 15 minute increments for all of our guests." That's adorable. And Erica laughed because she thought there's no way that we can do 15 minute increments for all of our guests, which she's probably right.
0: She probably is, but um, you know, it it it, it happens. Um, but, but we're gonna do our best. I may pull out teacher mode and have like a stopwatch stop. and be like, "Bye," and Just x, them off, x the them off the screen and pull up the next person. Just
1: the old uh, like the love
0: you mean it,
1: like. At the Apollo where they just pulled them off Animaniacs stage.
0: Animaniacs is what I was thinking of.
1: But yeah, it's stolen from them.
0: I know it's stolen from
1: uh, No, but I started this because it gave me a chance to hang out once a week and talk reptiles, especially because when we were in central Louisiana before we moved here, it, it was pretty much just me. That's the whole reason I started our reptile club in central Louisiana, because it gave me once a month to sit down and talk with people about reptiles. Um, and that was a very small club because there were only like five of us there ever.
0: But we enjoyed it.
1: We enjoyed it. It was a great night. I love doing it. And so this gives me a chance to do that. And then we've gotten to meet a ton of people and I enjoy, it's, it's super weird that there's people like over there commenting that they listen to this. That's odd. Uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten used to that in almost 200 episodes. Um, but look, I, and I know, I know we're not a huge podcast. I, at 200 episodes, I would like to be bigger, but we're not. It is what it is. I'm not one to, I don't really push it a ton. No. It's just not my thing. It's I did this.
0: definitely word of mouth.
1: This is my podcast for a time for me just to hang out, and I feel like it would be work if I had to go. Look, it, it's hard enough trying to get enough guests for that 200 episodes. That is true. Um, and lining up schedules and all. I did
0: not know that you had made a post yesterday when I made my post, Yeah, but that post was more
1: that post was more for <laughs> what would people like to hear us talk apologize. about over the next year. Like, it's the beginning of the yeah. year. I'd like to get everybody's ideas and thoughts on what they would like to hear, so I kind of know who to reach out and try to bring in. And, and funny enough, a lot of those comments some of our upcoming guests kind of fit some of those comments so i'm i'm excited about that
0: so i've always thought you were a little i always thought it was interesting that this was your this was your mental like well-being time for the week because you en- you genuinely enjoy sitting down and doing this podcast and talking and interacting with the chat and interacting with people that are watching us right now yes and i'll be real most of the time i do most of the time, once I'm on here, I really enjoy it. But getting me in this room of the house is probably torture for you every week because I don't make it easy.
1: Your, your chameleon's in here. You should want to be I,
0: in here. I do. And I love hanging out with him.
1: Which I've had to feed because we're feeding it roaches and yep, someone refuses to feed roaches. All
0: you, babe. All you. might uh,
1: thinking about getting a chameleon. They do everything slow.
0: But since Christmas since we cleaned and organized that space for me to be able to go in and have like my own time to craft and sew and quilt and things like that. I've been able to do that every single day for the last 17 days since January 1st. And it has really made a big difference. So I now totally get why this is such a good thing for you. And I, well, that's this hobby in general. I
1: mean, a lot of these folks that are in the chat right now, I guarantee go either for those that have larger collections Go into the reptile room, even though they're working, to get away from work and stuff. Yeah, or they go hold a reptile to get away from everything. It's uh, the, but that, I think that's the thing about a hobby in general. If if your hobby feels like work, then it's probably not a hobby anymore. Right. Right. Your hobby should be your get away from work or from stress or whatever. And if now you are like, oh, I got to go do this. It's probably not a hobby. Like, look, I, do I enjoy cleaning snake shit? Well, no. No one enjoys cleaning <laughs> snake shit. But I enjoy being in my reptile room and taking snakes out and cleaning stuff and putting them back in and getting to hold them. And I enjoy that. Um, I, I know back when I was a zookeeper, I didn't.
0: All right. I remember that.
1: And I think That a lot- was a
0: rough period of time, too, because there were some days where you came home and genuinely thought about getting rid of stuff.
1: Yeah, I th- and I think that happens to a lot of people in the hobby. They get a uh, you burnout. So, so I want to get to a question here in a second because it'll tie into this. But a lot of people get that we've talked about that whole Noah's Ark syndrome, where they go and they want to get one or two of everything, and uh, it becomes it becomes work to clean cages, and every day I have to go take care of that. And as a zookeeper, and a lot of people in this hobby have been zookeepers, oddly enough, you do that all day, and then you have to come home and do it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's just it's not fun. So I
0: do it during the summer. During the school year, my kids do it. <laughs>
1: Can we take the reptiles? Yeah.
0: And then you take care of everything at home. So, So, I want to tie
1: that. that into this question here that that Timothy had. I, look, I even put it up on the board. I
0: know. Look, look at you. Look
1: at this. i throw in. Well, I don't have my banners up there. I'll, here, I'll throw this one up there. Bam. You can put a banner up there? Okay.
0: So, Timothy wants to know, have you ever gotten a reptile that you realized later was not for you? I know you love Samboas, but he had some terrible experiences with Saharas. Saharas.
1: Okay. So... So anybody that doesn't know Sahara's 99% of them are imports. Um, They're one of the few Sambo's that are still imported regularly. If you go to a reptile show, you'll usually see them on a table, uh, you know, a reseller's table or something like that. And, uh, and people do that with a lot of imports and we've talked the importance of imports and the, the dangers of imports on this, on many episodes before. And, and I'm not anti import. I am anti not explaining what that is to someone when they're buying it for the first time. And it's very easy for someone to have a, a bad experience with saharas because they are mostly wild caught, and sometimes they don't want to eat frozen thawed rodents, and sometimes they don't want to eat at all.
0: So, would you say that perhaps it wasn't a bad experience with saharas, but rather a bad experience with an import?
1: Yeah, because because people, there's some people have saharas that are doing great. Um, it's just tricky. That's that's kind of one of the reasons I've stayed away from them. I I could go ahead And get a wild caught Any day of the week
0: I was about to say That's like the one You don't have right
1: Uh, It's one of like three That I don't have But it's the one I could easily get At any moment Right uh, Because you can find them everywhere But I'm waiting to find Some that are captive bred That are started on frozen Thaw Look I I could go back to say I want to enjoy my hobby And some things I don't want to work for And for (laughs) some of these snakes I don't want to work For making them survive I've done that with some things Uh, And so to go It's rare though Yeah So to go with Timothy's question Things that I've gotten that I realized I didn't want. I, that I, monitor,
0: that <laughs> blue, which one? the
1: blue tail. So the blue tailed monitor is the uh, one
0: thing that comes to my mind. A
1: lot of the monitors were monitors that were given to me. Correct. And and, and I was not prepared for them. And Thought it was when it was I was younger. And time. it was just now I could definitely take care of it better. But I know that I don't want. If I get a monitor, it's going to be something small. I want. I told you I want Kimberly Rock monitors at some point. Those are cool because I can do them in a small cage. I can do them the same. Keep them yeah. a lot like how we keep the uh, skinks back here. As far as cares Feeding and all that Um, But I had Let's see I had the Savannah Monitor Way early on That was Which was an import Yeah That I bought cheap at a show Never liked anybody The veiled
0: chameleons Were not good for us
1: the veiled chameleons were rough. Because and they, and were,
0: they were sold to us too young.
1: Too young, too small. And we, and we didn't know enough about them, and, and they died on us. And we swore off chameleons until we met, until the, we reddies. met the reddies. we met the And then now we have the panther chameleon up here, who Jim is doing amazing.
0: He's so great.
1: Uh, so
0: Even if he eats as slow as molasses. God,
1: is so slow. <laughs> you feed him one roach, and then you come back five minutes later. I can feed him a lot of crickers,
0: crickets faster, but it takes him forever <sighs> to eat these roaches.
1: So like Timothy's saying, sometimes you do have bad experiences, but- but maybe later on you realize they're not. Again, I had uh, someone gave me an Aki monitor once that was, I was just not ready for at the time. I didn't know anything about them. Now I do. I would have done much better now than then. Right. That blue tail monitor, which was an adult import was, that was, an, uh, that was not a great one. That was, that was a horrible one for me to do. Um, I got a Viper boa, which I would love to do Viper boas again, but that was before I realized that was also an import. Uh, did not eat for me. I tried everything I could think of would not eat for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it happens. People get reptiles. That's why I, I don't – I'm not – these stupid gnats. you got to plug the catchy back in. I know. I'm not against people trying – I'm really not against people trying reptiles. And, I, and people always get upset because someone buys something and they and then they sell it a month or two later. Um That may be a little soon. You may want to wait a little longer to see.
0: Well, they say that like with dogs, you're supposed to give them three months to adjust, like a month to realize, hey, you're not going to – especially if you get something from like a pound or something. A month to where they realize, hey, you're not abandoning them. A month for them to get comfortable and then a month for them to like really start to show you what they – are like, And yeah. I feel like that's with any animal that you bring into your house. Well,
1: and that's why I get worried when people go to these shows and they buy from these tables of wholesalers and resellers and importers. And, and look, I've got plenty of friends that are resellers that are great at it. Oh, yeah. If it's someone that will take their time, actually explain what it is, talk about it, they're great at it. Look, uh, John Grant is great at sitting there and talking to somebody about reptiles. Because
0: he's not going to sell something... Where they're not going to be successful,
1: right? Look, I've seen tons of people post on on Facebook groups, uh, Sambo Facebook groups, about their new Kenyan Samboa they bought, and it's a Saharan because they look similar. But one, Saharans lay eggs, mm-hmm. uh, and they're imports. So that's a, so that's an issue I have. Is I think a lot of times bad situ- bad experiences could be stopped by good sellers. I don't have to say good breeders. I mean, good breeders do, but. People selling them, just being truthful, mm-hmm. could fix a lot of that. I agree. Uh, so yeah, Timothy, it happens.
0: And he says, uh, "Oh, sorry." He says, uh, "Yeah, his are wild caught, and he deals with a lot of imports." The female was established in eating, but he still assists feeding the yeah. male two years later.
1: Yeah, and it happens. It happens again. That's why I'm I'm waiting for. And it happens rarely. People do have captive bred ones here and there, but because they lay very few eggs, um, they don't they don't lay. They're not corn snakes. They're not going to lay twenty eggs or whatever. Um, and because the eggs are so weird and getting on a breed is so difficult, it doesn't happen. I would love to see Saharans become more popular as captive bred individuals. I'd love to see more people take care of them, and all that. Uh, yes, Timothy, Saharans lay eggs. <laughs> they do. Now you, know. they lay, now you know they lay. They lay eggs. They lay yeah, a weird it egg. It's, it, it uh it it, it incubates for about seven to fourteen days. It is almost see through like uh like wax paper. That's cool. Um, and then they hatch out. But yeah, they are. They are one of two egg layers. The other being my my one I really, really want, which is Arabian Samboas.
0: Oh, that's right. That's
1: the socks. They're puppets. the ones with
0: the yeah with googly the, eyes. Googly eyes. This was my symbol for googly, for googly eyes, eyes for the nineteen people that are watching us.
1: Kind of, jeez, I got things popping up. On, there we go. Um, I was seeing what else was there. Um, I'm going through. I missed some of these as I was looking I at nap.
0: it. Nap. I should have taken a nap after school today. I keep yawning.
1: Katie's not doing a I thing.
0: apologize.
1: Uh, no, they're true boas. Typically they are true boas. They, uh, they, they lay eggs. Um, Calabar burrowing boas, if I remember correctly. I own them over here. I should I probably remember. Were... That. So they got originally labeled as Calabar burrowing pythons, mm-hmm. but they are related to boas, not pythons. Oh, cool. So now you have cool. to try to overcome that common name that got stuck with them for so long.
0: So now I'm learning stuff tonight.
1: But I think they also lay eggs. Uh, so yeah, there's a few that do. The and they have found that the the laying eggs is actually it hasn't been a evolution from live birth to egg. It's actually been an evolution from egg to live birth to egg to live. They've they've gone back and forth multiple times. Way to go, Katie. I'm
0: sorry. Um, Oh God, it's still there.
1: So that evolution has actually been multiple times. Turn your volume down.
0: Okay, good idea.
1: There we go. I was gonna just turn the volume down. Phones are hard. I know.
0: No, it's John Grant is the Facebook user. I was trying to figure out who the Facebook user was. Gotcha. Not good at this part of it
1: um so anyways so that that's that's, that was that question they are they are true boas and and i want some egg laying boas to lay the eggs for me because that'd be fun um
0: all right so we'll get to our question go ahead so i said it's happening folks i'm taking over the podcast what do you want to talk about so our our buddy uh, how you
1: always turn away from the microphone when you talk i
0: know i'm sorry i'm trying to
1: (laughs) i'm struggling i need a
0: nap (laughs) our buddy joe phelan Says he needs basic care and husbandry of homeo sap- of
1: Homo sapiens.
0: Homo sapiens. Of Homo sapiens. He is an unproven breeder. <laughs> and he's looking to learn.
1: <laughs> also, spoil alert. J- Joe Phelan will be on the podcast soon.
0: Oh, cool. That's exciting. Um play some play some Barry White. That's all I got. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I was
1: trying to figure out how to take care of Homo sapiens.
0: I mean, mine's almost 13. She's doing just, okay. Just
1: know when they're little, they they bounce. Yeah. They're not made don't of glass. Don't stress
0: out. Don't stress out.
1: Don't listen to about 90% of what people tell you because it's mm-hmm. not fucking true. It's cool. That is the food.
0: So, you need food. Make sure you're food. I don't know. He says an unproven breeder. So. What are you doing? You're playing footsie with me. Well, I was your foot in the middle of the I table?
1: My feet are but right I'm in front like, of me. What are you doing? And your foot is in the middle of the table. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Be professional here, Katie. Oh, this is funny. 198 episodes talking about
0: breeding Homo sapiens. <laughs>
1: oh, Homo sapiens! <laughs> you
0: playing footsie with me under the table.
1: All right, what else um, you got?
0: So Jason Milera- Miloradovich wants to talk about you. Uh,
1: that's a great topic.
0: Uh, I feel like we do that all the time, though.
1: Uh, because it's a great topic.
0: And Sam, who will be here in a couple weeks.
1: Oh, will he be here for? He'll be here for episode.
0: He will because he wait. Are we going? Are we going lights. on Tuesday to? No, we go see Hank Williams Jr. on Monday. He flies out Wednesday morning.
1: So he'll be here for Tuesday's so show. Tuesday
0: Tuesday's show, my, he might be our guest on Tuesday. So because be he young. wants to talk some shit about you growing up.
1: Yeah, we can. I can turn we his microphone off. We all want to listen to that. I can we, turn his microphone we, off. It's, all it's
0: great. Of our, all of our fans want to nah, hear some stories about you. He also wants me to dedicate a whole episode about how lucky I am to have him as a follow Moving on.
1: What's the next thing you got?
0: But, no, no, no. No, 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 no. If he's gonna cook while he's here, by all means, we can make that happen.
1: I, mean, I am super excited about seeing Hank Williams Jr. Uh, oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a great show. And I love that our daughter is just as excited to turn thirteen. I also, I also the following see week, see Hank Williams so it's, Jr. So it's at the
1: Houston Rodeo. And the following week, I also want to. Uh, my dad said I need a microphone. Oh, that's fine. I won't give you one. <laughs> uh, the following week, I'm also gonna go try and see Nickelback. And so for everybody out there that wants to hate on Nickelback, uh, fuck off. I'm I'm really looking forward to trying to go see them. You're so funny. I don't understand why everybody hates Nickelback. They made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars sold millions of albums. Obviously, they can't suck that bad. I mean, Just Yeah. I All right. Do you have anything else?
0: Well, I I have to pull up the podcast page to get to it's the right other questions. It's oh, right you here. Oh, you actually have it open?
1: Yeah, because oh. I, I prepare for these things.
0: Where I know. So,
1: uh, <laughs> Becca from... The Learning Zoo said Jane Goodall. I, I mean, we could talk about Jane Goodall. I don't, I, I have a Lego set around here somewhere that is Jane I was Goodall. Gonna say,
0: we have a Lego set that is Jane Goodall. And the Who Was book series, the one on Jane Goodall, is phenomenal.
1: But and, uh, she does furry animals and not reptiles.
0: Yes. However, um, also, there, there was a book that she wrote. I'm looking it up. Amanda right now.
1: Amanda Ready says she wants to hear more about uh, wives and the hobby. Uh, eh, that's fine. Wilds well, are sure okay.
0: I mean, some of them are cool.
1: Yeah, uh, some of them are tolerated. Let's see. Uh, Nakia Ramirez said herp husbandry slash handling courses for recreation or business. We actually had someone on before, and, and I'll try and, and reach out, maybe we'll get them on again. But uh, they do some of the, the venomous handling courses like in uh, Florida, but they travel. Um, that'd be good. So Aaron said, "Get Dennis from Pet Den." I agree, Aaron. Uh, but last time I tried to get Dennis, he, he said, put you on.
0: Yeah, we're you know so I'm, happens.
1: I, I'm try- We're I'm, working on maybe, it. maybe I can steal him at Conroe. Here we go, and get a small interview at Conroe. Here we
0: go, and he'll see it and not get bad. his feet
1: in the water, and then I get him on. I want to do
0: this. Aaron so said he
1: would go over to his house and make sure that his internet and his computer is working for this him, so that we could do an episode because Dennis will have a lot of fun stories.
0: Um so the Jane Goodall book that I highly recommend everyone e- even if you just listen to the audio of it. It's called A Reason for Hope. Um it actually came out not that long after COVID. Uh, she wrote it during COVID.
1: And it's translated as ooh uh uh-uh, uh no, no, to no, no, her no, 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 no. chimpanzee friends.
0: No 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 no. It, that's actually not at all what it's about. Well, it's, I don't want to read that. It's it's good though. I mean like I'm it, not, who
1: are we I'm not going to read anything. You're not like, going to
0: read anything. It's fine.
1: Make a movie. They made a movie about the one chick who okay. got killed. Gorilla's in the mist? Seen? Isn't that the that's the one where she yeah, the what's I don't remember that one's name? You ever seen that? Gorillas in the Mist? Yes. Where she got killed? Yes. Yep, yeah, it was about gorillas in the mist. Was. White chick. It'll come to me. It was gonna be a white chick anyways. Uh best ways to gain experience in a hobby. That was another one that Nikia would like to talk about. Experience is tricky. Cause
0: it depends on what you classify as experience, in my mind. Like, you want to just learn how to clean cages? Come on, what day you want to come over? Uh, I mean, Russell, our buddy, is always looking for I'm people say, to come. He's to always help looking for folks to come help. snakes. So depending on, depending, you know, you want to learn how to work corn snakes? Oh, Russell.
1: The important thing, a wild type podcast. I don't want to say hi to them. They popped in to say hi, uh, trying to get them on the podcast at some point. Um, Diane Fossey. There we go. See? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was googling it. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'm just getting messages. Anyways, experience is different. So you, you got to be careful who you get experience from because there are, our hobby has a wide variety of people. I think that's the nicest way I can say it. Uh, and not all are good at giving experience and not all are keeping properly. And look, when I say keeping properly, there's not one way to keep. I, I've said before a million times on here, there's a million ways to keep reptiles, but not everybody is maybe doing it in a way that at least should be taught to somebody new. So gain experience in the hobby. Your best thing is go to a show. Go to your local reptile show, whichever one's closest, and talk to people there. Find out out of those people there who's closest to you, who keeps things you enjoy. Obviously, if you're someone like me who likes boas, you're not really going to want to go help somebody and hang out with somebody that's doing maybe crested geckos. That may not be something that you're really interested in. It may be, but it, it may not be. So talk to people. Uh, that, and that's that's my my advice for going to any reptile show. Talk to breeders. They're there. They're there to talk. I promise. You will find some that are rough around the edges and may not want to talk to you and give advice. Screw them. They're not the ones you want to talk to anyways. But there are tons of folks. So network. Net Network. Because the next thing says networking with other breeders. And that ties into going to shows.
0: Make friends.
1: Well, uh, you know, listen to all the podcasts. There's tons of breeders on the podcast that a lot of those people that get on podcast are happy to talk to you all outside of the podcast about anything it, it, depending on what it is and you can find somebody that keeps what you keep so you got to be willing to put yourself out there uh <laughs> yeah as I say go talk to me the ball python breeder look i've done it i've done it which means it, <laughs> it can't be that hard so you know next time ball python breeders won't complain about anything it can't be that hard i did it on accident well it wasn't accident but without really trying uh megan Slabodongovich uh said coolest women in the hobby is what she wants to talk about
0: so i'm not gonna lie one of my favorite people in not necessarily the hobby as we know it today but as far as women hold on
1: i mean as you know today you've only been in the hobby since you've been with me
0: um the but the hobby now is not the same hobby it was a hundred years ago what?
1: how old are you
0: okay so joan proctor do you know who that is my name sounds familiar. There's a children's book called Joan Proctor, Dragon Doctor, and it's the woman who loved reptiles. She was born in 1897.
1: Oh, yeah. We went to school together.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm sure you did. That's I know, Joan. super great.
1: She used to hang out on the weekends.
0: <laughs> she was only 34 when she died. Um, but what was unique about her is while most little girls in, you know, 1897 are playing with dolls and in England or, you know, obviously not running around with lizards in their pocket. That's exactly what she was doing. Um, she actually took a crocodile to school one day when she was younger. But when she grew older, she eventually became the curator of the yeah. reptiles at the British Museum. That
1: means she had a, a, a background and a family that already was into it. Because you don't just randomly find a crocodile I in mean,
0: England. I don't think so. She designed the reptile house at the London Zoo. That's cool. Um, including a home for the rumored to be vicious Komodo dragons. Um even Which she, by the way,
1: Chris Dieter has two of. In case even anybody's wondering, got two komodos.
0: She was would host tea parties at the zoo with the komodo dragon. So obviously, you know, they weren't super vicious. Could have been, um, but it's it's really cool. Her that particular children's book. It's it's all about her passion and her determination to make things, um, you know, better for what they were. But she she's a really cool lady. She's another one that I really enjoy reading about. Um, obviously. You know, she died in 1913, so over a hundred years ago. But yeah, it
1: wasn't that long; it was just a few days ago. Just a few days. Um, under Megan's, uh, Laney says that she wants a, a women centered business, uh, conservative, and I think it's conservation, I guess, and women who did big in the past type show. Uh, I agree. The problem I have found is getting people past a certain age to agree to come on to a podcast.
0: Yeah, we are we are trying.
1: I tried. Look, I we I are. loved to have Kathy. Love was awesome. I have someone who's not that old. She, I think she's younger mm-hmm. than me. But we do have a guest next week who's who's big in the hobby, uh-huh. female. So yep. I'm not not gonna give away anything else. But so listen, next week there will be one. Um, I I'm super bummed. But yeah, you won't be here. I gotta find a. I'm,
0: no, I may. I honestly, I may just sit in the car and like call in from my phone.
1: Because I gotta find a co-host for that one.
0: I may. Call I've on.
1: tried, and my other two options have been. Maybe I'll call up Megan Slabadamagama. She
0: might be available next week. Uh, she might be.
1: Canal Side Exotics said since they started vending, they've made lots of friends around Canada. Uh, it's a good place to find people that keep the same animals you're interested. Yeah. Look, you don't need. This is not, I'm not a knock on, on Canal Side Exotics. You don't need to breed and vend to hang out with breeders that vend. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel a lot of people walk into a show and they see it and they go, I've got to do that. You don't have to. You don't have to because there's so many people right now getting out of this hobby that I think if they would have just gotten like two snakes, three snakes and chilled, they'd probably still keep those snakes. But There's a lot of folks I see just like, I'm done. I need to get rid of everything. And again, I couldn't think about doing that, but people do it. Uh, Graham says, it seems like we over here have a few shows. uh, We have shows every few weeks, but over in the UK, they're lucky if they get two a year. Yeah, we have a lot of shows
0: um depending on the part of the country you're in i mean you can drive distance between shows every weekend for a whole month
1: well and and sometimes that's that's good for the customer it's always good for the customer. i think all these shows because they, they've got somewhere to go and all it's that.
0: exhausting if
1: you're a vendor and sometimes it's hard it is hard sometimes to you know so your shows
0: well and if you're driving five hours on a friday setting up You've got a show Saturday, a show Sunday. A lot of us drive home Sunday after the show. Yeah. So we're not getting home until midnight, maybe later, depending on how many stops we've had to make. It's awkward as all get out because you can't park your car and go into a restaurant. So you've got to hit a drive through which the food is not always that great. Or you've got to have like us, a almost 13-year-old that you'll leave in the car. Yeah, she and has to watch just, the animals. you just bring food back out to her. Um, and then like we would have school the next day and we'd have to go to work. So if you're not someone who does this full time for a living, then you're not sleeping in on Monday and then you have to make it through the week and then do it all over again the next weekend. Um, so it, it you know, it has its pros and its cons that it has, it has both.
1: Um, so I had posted a question, which was really about for the year, but it says, what topics would you like to see us discuss this year? Uh, I'm trying to get an idea of, of, what kind of people you would like to have on the podcast. These are, I can look at these ideas and then I can go try and find people to fit this, or I can bring back some that were great, like field herping stories. We've had a, several field herpers on that. I think would love to bring back for more stories from them. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Becca said, digging a little bit deeper and learning what your animal would forage for out in its natural environment. Uh, they've made friends with the workers over at the local Fiesta, which is a, like a Hispanic uh, grocery store. Where um, they really get produce for their iguanas They've made friends at the Asian markets Where they get food for their water monitors uh, So a little more on the ecology And the and the natural uh, habitat And all of some of the animals Which would be cool I've, I'm trying to get some more uh, Science I don't want to say scientists, but scientists I know, What's I was right?
0: thinking scientists in my head But then I was like, no, that's not the right word
1: I've got one coming on in a few weeks Which I think will be really interesting He actually wrote a paper that got posted In our Facebook group And so that's kind of how I found him and reached out to him and I'm looking forward to having him come on. Uh, So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for maybe when I get some more people on with with the keeping their animals, we'll talk more about, maybe we'll get more. I try not to talk talk a ton about care. I like to just bullshit, but maybe we'll try and. uh,
0: Well, and not only that, but what works for one person may not work for another person. And we're a very big proponent of that. Well, there is, there are more than one ways to do things.
1: Um, we could have Seth back on. I love having yeah, Seth. I
0: haven't talked to him in a long time.
1: Huff is awesome. Uh, and he's—I mean—he's got some amazing geckos. Um, to talk about setups for sand boas and other types of boas, we could always do that. I can do that. Now, and again, that's—I'm a—you talk about—it's not the same for everybody. I'm a simplistic kind of person when it comes to my setups. I, I keep very basic. And, whereas
0: and, the exhibits and setups in my classroom are definitely more for on the viewing side, like the or, chameleon cage. and this Or thing.
1: whereas like some people – like that chameleon cage is the most I've, I think I've done for any setup ever. Oh, 100%. Uh, but whereas a lot of people right now are doing uh, these bioactives and these large, and those are great. They're really great, and I got nothing against them. They just don't fit what I do. Um, so, uh, Ashley from Northern Lights Imports. I, ha- I thought I had – I don't want to lie. I thought I had Ashley on.
0: I have no idea.
1: I'm Katie, talking It all um, kind
0: of runs together for me, okay. so I don't really. I'm
1: going to our amazing website yeah. that was done by Nathan, and then I just go and I look for uh, for people, and I see. Yeah. yeah, I had her on, episode 170. Very
0: okay. cool. Very okay, cool. she did. Yeah,
1: I'd love to have her back on. She, she's she got, yeah, she's got some amazing stories, um, and stuff. So she, she talked about some weird animals, so I'd like to have her back on. Same reason, i like to have the Zircles back on, so we can maybe talk a little more deep dive into some of those um asian rat snakes and some of the old world rats and so yeah i'm trying I'm trying to i i've i've <laughs> kind of tried to look on uh on uh instagram for to keep kind of the odd stuff because i'd like to try and talk more to them uh so yeah i would like to do that um where was i at oh it's i mean she she imports a lot up there so that's really cool uh, Amanda already said Facebook warriors or something she'd want to talk more about this year. Uh, like I'm all I'm all up for that. She said online community versus real world community. Yeah, those are two different places totally. The on world the in the real world community is not the online community unfortunately for new people. The online community is what they know, which is why that networking and that going to shows and talking to breeders is important. Uh, it's important to do that so you can get out there and see what is it really like. Uh, You know, what is keeping this animal really like? You'll get a million stories of what it is like to keep. Look, go into, I don't know, a tortoise group, right? You'll get five million stories of how it is to keep a tortoise. And like 50% of those people will have never kept a tortoise. But they'll give you advice and everything that they've read or regurgitated without any experience. So go talk to people that are actually doing it. Yep. Uh, Amanda already said also teaming up with vendors to make customer ownership easier. Oh, okay. So, like, so reach out. So, you sell something, helping with others. Yeah. Um, again, that's that whole network.
0: Oh yeah, that was super easy because like they've talked with Andy, and basically you can buy a chameleon from them and then go over to Andy and he's like, and all right, here's this and this and this and this and this is what you need for them. Yeah. And.
1: And I've done that selling animals. Okay. I'll send them to like, I go here's the list of things you need. Go to Andy, he can get you set up. Which is kind of the great thing about going to a reptile show. You can talk to a breeder mm-hmm. who has bred that animal, raised that animal, can tell you everything about it. And get your supplies there. Whereas if you go to a big box retail pet store. Uh-
0: so recently, um, I had a I had someone I know purchase a bearded dragon for their place of business. Their place of business paid for it. And I I told her, when you do this, you don't need the set from PetSmart. Yeah, the,
1: uh, the, bearded, dragons, the bearded dragon stuff in there you don't kit. need. The red this light bulb. This is what you
0: need. And I told her, get a text message a few days later, so I've got this bulb on here, but it's not putting out heat, and da, 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 da. I'm like, you don't need that. You don't need that on the cage. Well, then why do they sell it? Because they want your money. <laughs> they want they know you'll your buy it. money. It's in the set. They want your money. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs>
1: oh. But uh, but yeah, that is the great thing about going to a show like that is that there are. Why is the mouse not there? We go. Um, Drew Schultz said non-traditional setups.
0: What I did? do love to hear about other people's setups, though. Like I, do. I and I love to see them, but there are so many people that I don't want to share because they don't want to be ripped apart. It's like our chameleon setup, yeah, which is gorgeous in my opinion. By far, one of my favorite things in my house. We posted a picture online, and we've within, talked about it, yeah. Yeah, within like five minutes, had like fifteen posts crucifying us just because saying, we had plastic plants.
1: Just saying, he hasn't eaten a plastic plant He's yet. Doing great. We're still good. Uh, Brendan, thanks for the. Ba- yeah, the background is uh, our extremely busy bookshelf that just keeps getting stuff piled on it. Got to fix that. Yeah, it'll be clean. Uh, eventually. My skinks over here that sometimes like me, sometimes don't. <laughs> our slow ass chameleon that takes about a day and a half to eat one roach, but uh. Yeah, I, I like it. I finally get my sign back up. Over here. Is, it's reverse. There we go. If I lower... <laughs> nope. 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 That way. Nope. Nope, nope. Got it. There we go. <laughs> See, now I'm holding the sign. People <laughs> that are just listening to the radio, I have, they have no idea what I'm doing. But anyways, that is the background. Uh, Brad Johnson, he's seen some of those kits from Petsmart. Yeah, with the reptile carpet. Oh, oh my uh, God, reptile carpet is gross. get
0: me started on the carpet. I
1: can smell that. Like it's, When someone mentions reptile carpet, I can smell... What it's like after something has been on it for like six months.
0: It's awful. Uh, I was very clear that they didn't need that either.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know if that's what they're using. But said non-traditional setups, she said room-sized planted enclosures for big species, outdoor setups for animals you wouldn't normally see outside.
0: I love the way that R&R Dragons. Yeah. Is that Rhonda? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I love how they do all their tegus outside. Have you ever seen pictures of their setups and stuff?
1: No, but I'm sure. Did you just hit the table? Yeah, that hurt, really didn't it? Bad. It was my that, foot. That, it that wasn't was quite my knee. the thud. It
0: was my foot. That's why. But
1: uh, that hurt my toe. I love outdoor enclosure. The problem is I can't do them here where we're at because we don't own this house and our yard yeah. is the size of this room. And you can see the room. Easy, um, easy. You know, I've thought about it if we were still at our old house because we've got the huge tortoise yard. But I've I've seen some things pop up on Facebook Marketplace, some like chicken coops and this and that, that like nice ones. I'm like. Oh man, I can get that and like put snakes out there for part of the year, which mm-hmm. I think would be awesome if I could put, but then like the part of my brain goes, but what if they get mites? You know, I, I'm horrified. I love
0: the outdoor enclosures that they have at the learning zoo. The learning
1: zoo? Yeah. Where Drew's I, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I, I and we
1: may have Drew come back on and we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah. There have been so many changes at that facility just in the last six months, let alone the last time we've had him on. See,
1: you talked about greenhouses. I would love to do a greenhouse. I would love to have a greenhouse. Set it up with uh, like red foots inside of it. Like you can walk down the middle, but then they're 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 kept off of the middle, so that's just a walkway. Do red foots? Maybe throw a bunch of small lizards in there, um, and just year round small little rainforest in your backyard. That would be cool. I would love to do that too. Um, Cryptic Creations just came out with a nice tub conversion kit. I've seen several tub conversion kits Before. where they where they convert it with like a like sliding glass and stuff and all. But at that point, I just I I, I would rather do a cage. Like I get it. It's cool, but I would rather do a cage. And I would love to do uh, some big cage setups for certain things. But just space-wise, knowing myself. And look, I'm the first one to admit I'm lazy when it comes to keeping. So, yeah, it's what's easier for me. But here's the way I look at it. What's easier for me will be better health-wise for the animal. It may not be perfect. It may not be the planted tank with all the stuff and all the different enrichment. But what's easier for me... We'll make sure that my I keep my cages clean. I keep water clean. Yeah. Like everything that the animals need, right? So it, it is what it is. And again, there's a million ways to take care of reptiles. Uh, Megan said this year she'd like to hear more conservation-related topics. I am trying to find some conservation-related people. If y'all, some of y'all know, hear them on other podcasts, shoot some names to me. I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to reach out.
0: Yeah, I'll see what I can. Uh, I, can I
1: can I could start helping more. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, topics related to U.S. ARC and potentially harmful legislation is what keepers uh, – Louisiana's a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. I got to read a little more. Not living there, has kind of kept me out of the loop on some of it. But um, responsible cohabitation, I, I like large cohab exhibits. Like when you go to a zoo and they have tortoises and some sort of monitor lizard or snakes mm-hmm. and all in one thing, it, I think it can be done great. The problem is you can't go get a leopard gecko and a bearded dragon and put them in a forty gallon tank. Like that's not that's not what we mean by cohab. You can't be like it needs a friend. <laughs> That's not what we mean when we say cohab. What,
0: where were we? We may have been at the National Zoo in DC. We were somewhere, and we, I think it was the National Zoo in DC. All three of us, you and I and Joe, we were convinced that this lizard was about to eat this bug in this tank.
1: Oh, no. It was, it was, um, or was it at the Houston Zoo? It wasn't a bu- uh, eating a bug. It was, to remember. it was
0: another lizard.
1: No, yeah. It was, I think it was like a, a big, a gnoll or a lychee. And then in there was a smaller gecko of some sort. And it was staring it down like really I thought this
0: thing. it was gonna it was about the
1: Yeah, it definitely looked like it was gonna eat it.
0: Yeah. It was it a may have, who knows? I mean, I think it was in the DC Zoo. It was,
1: it was DC. I, I remember the exhibit. I just have a hard time remembering the two lizards, but it was two lizards.
0: Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe not put potential food options. But in I've there. seen some
1: amazing uh, cohab exhibits. It'd be great to do. Um, let's see what we got. Reptile, Mama said I have raised garden bed. I plan on using for my Russian tortoise. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Gene. I would, I would love to do some more. I, I want more tortoises. Um, I, I need to get another house with a big yard, and I want to do outdoor enclosures for for several things. Again, if I do outdoor, the problem is I've, I've got to do them. I don't want to do them for like my breeding stuff. I know that sounds bad, but like some of my higher end cost me money stuff, I want to keep inside. But like, I've got some things that I wouldn't wouldn't mind putting outside and. In cages year rounds and see how they do. It'd be kind of cool. I agree. Again, I want to do a greenhouse. Greenhouse, you could do leave them year round and, and do it. A, uh, a
0: greenhouse idea for a while though, cause yeah, we've looked at them. I rem- I can remember looking at them in the past, and you like have plans and all that.
1: Yes, I want I want a greenhouse full of reptiles. I want to walk into it and it be like a small bit of like a rainforest.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah my in, d- in the
0: chat uh, Sam just said He wasn't digging Any more damn Post holes That's my dad Yeah That was So we, we brutal.
1: had to dig When we moved To the house In Louisiana We put up a uh, I put up a tor- In June in, Inside of our fence I put another fence In
0: June in Louisiana So it
1: was double fenced For my tortoises And it's only What two foot tall I think is what I made it I mean so, yeah Tortoises can't get out so we were like, oh yeah, we'll get these posts and we'll bury them a foot, two feet, and they will two feet in the ground, two feet above the ground. They'll be great. Shit, uh, <laughs> that did not happen. Um, because some of that ground was just straight up root. There's a giant oak tree, um, and some of it was just so hard we couldn't. So they're in there as good as they can be. Collectively, they're great. Yeah. Individually, some of them are iffy, but collectively, those tortoises aren't going anywhere. We're good. Uh, no,
0: no, no.
1: Um. That is one thing I do. I do miss my outside tortoises. Uh, that was we just had a cold snap come through and my in laws are watching it. And so my my in laws are doing the best they can. They are not reptile people, and so this has kind of been thrust upon them when they moved into our house. Hey, oh, yeah. take care of these giant tortoises. And, and they agreed to it. They didn't and like doing hey, do great it or not. We're doing a great job. But the other night they messaged and the tips were getting down into the low twenties. And, and not, was, in
0: barn, not in the barn, not in the barn. It, it was barn. the outside temperature. It uh, was going to be in but the, the low barn. 20. But
1: the barn temperature had hit 56. And I was like, that can't be right. Because when we had the freeze a few years ago and that barn was covered in ice and snow, it would say 80 degrees inside of it. Um, and I was like, that, that can't be right. And so they went out and I felt bad because it was like midnight. <laughs> and they went out uh, in the cold and they found out one of the plugs had got non- gotten knocked loose. They, straight, they straightened the plug up, bam, back up to 80 degrees.
0: Oh, within like five minutes. It was great.
1: Yeah, that that tortoise barn is bulletproof and has gone through some crazy winters. I I know that my tortoises are safe inside of there. It doesn't matter how cold it gets. Because when the freeze came, it hit zero degrees. I do remember.
0: It did. We had negative wind chill.
1: I remember walking outside because I can be like, hey, I want to walk outside when it's zero degrees. And uh, by the way, that's cold. Uh, I know old anal sides up there in in Canadian land where it just snows all the time, I guess. But. Down here in Texas. I wonder, if
0: there are, I wonder if they're getting any of the winter storm Heather up there.
1: I think that's just called winter in Canada. Yeah. probably. I don't think that's a... I don't think Canada has winter storms. I think they just have winter. That's true. And bags of milk. <laughs>
0: Get Do over you ever the t- bags of milk. Do you ever
1: take your bag of milk and put it outside in the snow and let it freeze and turn it into like a milkshake? Is that... Just wondering. Bag there of- are
0: other things in milkshakes. It's not just milk.
1: You know what? There's other things to put milk in besides a bag. <laughs> Uh oh, Jason Miller in, can- no. in, in Colorado hit negative fifteen. Uh no. Jason, I've been telling you for a while now, move to Texas. It got cold here. It didn't get that cold. Mm-mm. Move to Texas. Uh oh, one thing I meant to bring up mentioned a couple weeks ago was this bowl. I know it's not amazing and no one can see it, but it's the it's like the plastic crock uh dog water bowl, uh food bowls that you can buy at like uh, Walmart. You buy them at Walmart for almost five dollars
0: and fifty seven cents.
1: And so you know, I was like, let me look on Amazon. I found them on Amazon for two something,
0: 213, 213. I think. two thirteen, two thirteen. So I think
1: if you're looking for water bowls for your maybe. reptiles, these things are great. And maybe I'll, I'll try and find the link and share I'm it over. Working on it. Okay, now. well, share it over on our Facebook. Um, but they they fit inside of the V eighteen tub. I don't know what that is for freedom breeder and all that. But they work great. And they fit in there, and they're harder to tip over than the little ones I had. I just wanted to point that out. Just a little thing that I found there. Like I said, there were two something a piece. Uh, I'm just slowly buying more to re- replace bowls that don't do as well on seventeen.
0: 217.
1: 217
0: on sale from 229
1: Yeah these things, it's, I mean they're good they're the same ones they sell at Walmart for almost $5 mm-hmm. so go get those also our giveaway our, our giveaway for the month
0: yeah we talked about it last week
1: we posted all you have to do is you have to you go you
0: really can't see it well on the you screen but but we go over
1: on Facebook on our on our page on Facebook and at the top you'll see a pinned post where it says um uh, what is your favorite non-reptile thing that you own? Like reptile print thing that you own. There's some cool stuff on there. Yeah. If you tell us what it is, you get one entry. If you also show us a picture of what it is, you get two entries into the giveaway. And uh, for those that are watching, I know it's, you can't tell, but it's a, it's a, a no-sew blanket with reptile. You can't see it. It's got reptile. Trust me. There's reptile print on the blanket. <laughs> I posted the best picture I could on uh, Google. That on that uh, so Facebook. neat. Yeah, well.
0: You just blotted it up and tossed it in the chair.
1: That's right. It's also going to have
0: limited dog hair on it. So uh,
1: it's going to have a little Reptile Gumbo podcast. You're uh, allergic
0: to dogs, wash it when you get it.
1: Logo in the corner. So it's, it, it's a one of a kind.
0: Oh, I do have to do the logo.
1: I got to do the logo. That. It's a one of a kind. It
0: is. It's fun. So just go
1: over to our Facebook page. Tell us your favorite reptile themed thing you own. Show us a picture of it. Uh, one of the like, tattoos were on there.
0: Yeah, those turtle tattoos are cool.
1: Those were on there. Uh, that Viper bottle cap opener. Mm-hmm. That was cool. So go do that. Win a free blanket. It's cold. You need a blanket. Say so, we just talked about being negative 15. Go get you a blanket. Um, you know what I'm doing do? Um we have a lot over on our Facebook group. Uh, yeah, Facebook let's uh, share that. discussion group that I want to show. Right but, there. Yep. Uh, because last week we had the circles on. We didn't get a chance to because we had we're having a great talk with Zirkles. So uh show several of the things on here. Um, buh, 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 buh. Let's maybe go without my face at all. We can do this. Bam. There we go. Um, I, I shared
0: the link on our discussion group.
1: Okay. So uh, <laughs> this one was on... Uh, you know you keep rep snakes when you have to dig through... Oh, so much stuff on here.
0: Through mice just to find your food. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You getting your own freezer and your own like refrigerator for that, it's kind of one of my favorite days ever.
1: Yeah. So look, if you if you have... <laughs> If I you're at a point it. where you have a lot of snakes and you order a large box of frozen rodents every so often, uh, a chest freezer. You can buy a small, cheap chest freezer at Sam's Club. At Sam's Club, for
0: 150 bucks.
1: Lowe's. You can find them used, still working on uh, Facebook, Facebook marketplace. marketplace
0: for 100 bucks.
1: Now I will say, the stand-up freezer. Has made it a million times better. Because then I see exactly what I have. That is true. Each shelf has a different size rodent on it. Mm-hmm. I can see what I'm low on. So I will recommend a stand-up freezer. Stand-up freezers are a little more expensive than chest freezers. So if you're just starting out, but get it, you a chest freezer. And if you are
0: if you or your spouse likes to shop somewhere like Costco or Sam's yeah, Club. doubles up as a... I put our extra food that doesn't fit in our freezer in your freezer all the time. Yeah. There was broccoli in there forever.
1: Well, no, I'm not going to eat that. So you're no, good.
0: I ate it. It's gone now.
1: Um, let's see. I'm trying to f- jaws of a viper toothed dogfish. Oh, that's like something straight up out of Alien. Whoa! Go watch that video. That is
0: that's
1: that that exists in the ocean. And people wonder why I don't swim in the ocean. Fuck that! Look at that. That's horrifying. <laughs> but
0: what are the odds you're going to run into that?
1: Zero percent. Because you're not getting in the not getting the. Ocean. <laughs> I I have a 0% (laughs) chance of getting bit by a shark in my entire life. You know why? Because my ass is not going in the ocean. I'll be fine. Until someone gets bit. Uh, Oh, I love this one. I saw this. The best way to understand the Mega Millions odds is there's a lizard in the desert. Sometime in the next nine years, it will sneeze exactly once. You have to correctly predict the exact second that this happens. That's the same as picking the numbers for the Mega Millions. Oh. Oh, so this is one. A snake's teeth predict how fast it will strike. This was something Travis, well, I, mean, I I actually reached out to the the guy that wrote this paper, and, and he's coming on.
0: Oh, that's cool. So I got to read the paper but, now.
1: Yeah, it, it's very interesting. Um, they found, you know, boas the way their teeth are versus like king snakes, which king snakes are more of a, a, a gnaw and start chewing and swallow, whereas boas are more ambush and strike, and pythons same way. They found there was a correlation there between how fast they strike and their teeth and the curvature and all it would be great. I'm not going to butcher that. We're going to have him on and, and a bunch of other stuff. He's, he's an ecologist and, and reptile guy. So that's it's cool. a bunch of them. Um, was this, how, much, how much faith do you have in the human race? Me? I'm a reptile person.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Look, I'm going to hit X here. Wait, maybe if I hit this. No, that I didn't do it. No, it's this. Old. I know it is. Watch. It's going to do it now because I'm saying it's not going to do it. What the hell? Wait for it. It's not doing... Nope, nope, nope. Oh, God.
0: I got nothing, man. Who works the internet, for
1: me? Now the internet completely screwed up. Oh, no. Wait for it. That's not right at all.
0: I don't know. Why it doesn't work for you?
1: We're back. While I try to fix the internet. Because the internet is broken. I blame you, Katie. Quit playing on your phone. This is supposed to be your I, podcast.
0: But you took over.
1: Um, Go.
0: I don't. I don't know. I'm not prepared.
1: <laughs> See, this is not as easy as it looks.
0: <laughs> Did you really think I was gonna be prepared no, tonight? Not at okay, all. Okay, then. Not in the slightest. Don't even.
1: I. I had no hopes. I came into this with no hopes.
0: There you go. See, I'm. So I, I didn't can't be let down.
1: I'm, I'm. I'm having to scroll all the way back. I don't even
0: down. know what you're doing over there.
1: I'm scrolling all the way back down. Why don't you off.
0: start from the top and work your way down?
1: Because I like to start from where I knew we left off.
0: Oh, and work your way and up. And work my way up. No.
1: Uh, no. Uh, uh...
0: Where's your bazinga button?
1: Oh, fuck, it's over there somewhere. I don't... I'm just random. <gasps> What's this one do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'll work. I'm not, even,
1: I'm not even looking at it with it.
0: No, I want the bazinga button. Oh, God, Katie.
1: There's... There's just so much. I, I can't do everything here.
0: Yes. That is your job.
1: I'm, I'm sure. It's.
0: Come on, Lewis.
1: It's coming. I believe it'll, in you. It'll be. It'll be. I
0: have faith in you. It'll.
1: Yep, I lost it. <sighs> you know what? Nope, that's the wrong button. <laughs> Does that work for you? Yeah, I guess. Uh, anyways. Throw
0: your computer back up on the screen.
1: I'm not going to throw <laughs> my computer. I don't want it to break. All right. So, let's put this back up and go through some of these things. Maybe. Possibly. It could happen one of these days. Thanks for talking, Katie. Thanks for filling in the dead space.
0: I am filling in the dead space. I'm trying not to fall asleep.
1: Anyways. Uh, this bullfrog swallowing a bird in Texas. That's crazy. That is crazy.
0: Just drinking water on the side of a hole. Minding your own business. And then a frog. Here comes a frog.
1: Here comes a frog. Your day sucks. Um. A melanistic serval, which is still not a black panther for anybody That's out there cool. thinking black panthers are real. This is a black serval. See it, That's see pretty. it, see it. I uh, did, oh, I did this one for uh, for Chris Dieter because uh, I don't know if you know this. He has two Komodo dragons. Yep, two of them.
0: We know, we've heard. It's, it's,
1: Dieter wants you to know. Uh, I think this, you want everybody. To no, know. Dieter. It's very important to him.
0: These people are stupid.
1: Yeah, they, they put their kids right next to them. So people Stupid. go visiting Florida, see an alligator, and I, I don't... All I can imagine is people don't understand what wild animals are, and they assume that any animal in the wild won't hurt you. It's fine. Idiots. That's the same fuckers that walk up to, like, bears and bison and it's shit.
0: Capital I. And
1: they're standing on the side of the road in Florida with their kids right next to this alligator, which is sunning right up next to the road, so and turning dangerous. their back to it to take a picture. Like... You'd feel bad Like if those kids get hurt i feel bad for the kids Because the parents Put them in that situation And the parents Should know better And that alligator
0: Ridiculous just, oh,
1: Anyways That's all that Oh this one was Lizards worth 600,000 pounds Seized by Anti-smuggling police In Australia And it's a, a sh- Shinglebacks And some skinks Some other skinks Like blue tongues And stuff Pretty cool uh, Not
0: the smuggling part
1: Not the smuggling part But them in general <laughs> Uh, the Texas blind snake Which is a cool little snake Looks like he's yodeling there in this picture I know, apparently. it's so cute I found one of those in the wild I remember that, that was a great trip That was in, uh, San Antonio. Aust- no, was in Austin Antonio. That was right. in Austin That really cool
0: house
1: uh, This is an awesome one Rain and all these uh, tortoises All came out from the jungle It rained so they all come out from the jungle To get water dun, dun, dun. Oh, this picture floated around where it's the mud snake sticking out of the heron's mouth as the heron's trying to swallow it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty funny.
1: I've seen that one before.
0: Is that you or the
1: table? That's not me. It's the table. This was a cool one. It's the first time they have found fossilized stomach remains of a T. Rex. So they found.
0: Oh, in, I missed that one.
1: Inside the stomach of the T. Rex, they found smaller dinosaurs that the T. Rex had eaten.
0: Okay, that's kind of cool.
1: And then T. Rex skeleton discovered oh, by the
0: Royal Tyrrell Museum. So that explains- so this is a skeleton. Ah! Ah!
1: Now I gotta close this and do this shit all over again. Uh, Hi, my name Stop talking. Hi, my Stop name talking. is Why would it close? Hi, my name is Go backwards. Why is it
0: What did you do? I don't know.
1: Man, is you okay, we're good. It's gone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go listen to another video. They really want you to listen to it.
0: Oh I was oh. gonna ask, is it an article? Nope, it's a video? video. Now we have our answer. Um
1: <laughs> this is just bird names. does it mean about bird names? Uh bum bum. Ba-bum-ba-bum. What is that? It is a common snapping turtle underneath the ice. Oh wow! Just hanging out there underneath the ice in northeast Ohio. Um, crazy whip scorpions and camel spiders from the early Cretaceous period. You can see Creepy fossils of them.
0: Looking, they look like aliens.
1: They look like they still do today. I mean, which
0: they still look like aliens. It's cool.
1: Um. Oh, this is you.
0: I posted this video of this tortoise. They basically took shoes and created a maze. And the tortoise says, screw your maze, and literally rams the shoes out of the way. And it's just, he is so aggressive. Yeah, he's so aggressive.
1: Is it just the black shoes? I saw one where a tortoise would just go after black shoes, Uh, which felt very racist.
0: No, this one goes after all of them. And he's trying to break free.
1: I want to break free. Yeah, right.
0: yeah It's anyways. Oh, it uh, this is a cool fun. frog. It is so neat. Looking.
1: Leptodactylus laticeps.
0: Yeah, and you can't really tell on the screen. It is like red jaguar spots.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking frog, as far as frogs go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this <is> Travis posted <laughs> these reptile themed baked breads. I need Travis to go ahead and try that. That'd be fun. Uh, see <laughs> what? Oh, did you see this one? It is a moth beetle.
0: That's super. It's fuzzy. a fuzzy
1: beetle. I did not know moth beetles were a thing, but they're probably.
0: I don't prob- think that would scare me.
1: But they're probably coming to a reptile show near you, and they'll be fifty dollars a piece <laughs> for your own fuzzy beetle. I was getting. Worried. And then when they die, they'll pin them to a board and sell you that for seventy-five dollars a piece. Yeah. Because that is how reptile shows work. Sometimes the dead animal costs more than the live animal uh this is one of my bucket list fill a bucket with bacon eat bacon it's a great bucket list oh this is me posting talking about uh snake breeding so i put my boas together and for those that don't know boas and pythons have spurs on the back right at the cloaca right at the opening they have a pair of spurs the males do some females do but the males do they're functional
0: this is a great picture by the way
1: yeah, they, they use these spurs to entice the female. So these are basically the remnants of their ancestors' back legs. They're attached to the pelvic girdle, which was there, which is where the back legs would have attached. And what they do is they take these spurs and they rub them up and down the female on the back end to entice her to allow the male to wrap his tail around and, and breed. And it got me wondering, these are remnants of legs. And so their ancestors had legs. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, did their ancestors use their legs and toes and claws To do the same thing that the snakes are doing now,
0: very possible. So
1: I reached out to the one person I figured who could help me with this. I reached out to old Uncle Mike at Mike's Monitors, Uh and uh, he told I said, "Hey, when your monitors breed, do you notice the the males using their claws on the back ends of the females to entice them to breed?" He said, "Yes," and he sent me videos of it of the males scraping the females on the backside with their claws and their toes, trying to get them to breed.
0: If you think about humans.
1: You want me to start scraping you on the no, back end? No, hand? no, 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 no. I don't. I'm more <laughs> but, confused now. I mean, just use my toe. That's gonna be really weird. Stop
0: <laughs> it! I'm not doing that.
1: I'm not. That's we've James, crossed a line,
0: James. <laughs> you crossed the line.
1: <laughs> you weren't the one, anyways. Uh. Uh, so you can see a picture there, and I give a, a brief description about what these spurs are for. So but,
0: glad my face is not on the screen right but
1: now. But it is. It is for. Uh, it is for male boas and pythons to entice the females to let them breed. This was crazy. So this is a bohemian pygmy boa, and it's got a defense. You can see in the video. Oh,
0: this was creepy.
1: It's, yeah, it bleeds yes. from its face. But what's crazy about it, it, you watch the eye cap fill with blood first, and then the blood leaks out of the mouth.
0: That cannot be healthy.
1: I mean, look look at um, horn lizards. Horn lizards shoot blood out of their eyes.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So this is a defense. But if you watch the video, it is so weird to watch the eye turn solid red with blood and then start to leak out of its mouth.
0: Like, I, I, the first time I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, they just killed the snake.
1: I'm not going to lie. I reached out to this guy also. I haven't heard back from him yet. But uh, I want to talk about that. And I want one. I've now found a new boa that I need. It's that guy.
0: How big
1: that yet? get? Because well, that thing boa. was it's tiny. That, that's full grown, I think.
0: Nice.
1: They're small. Uh, this was just a weather report. You, know, you got to repair for uh, frozen iguanas down in South Florida.
0: Yep, 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 yep.
1: Falling out of trees. Don't pick them up.
0: Don't pick them up. Don't them
1: pick alone. them up. Leave them alone. Uh, the new hats that, that we have for sale, just reach out to us at uh, the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Facebook or through our email, and you can order a hat. It's got It's pretty cool. It's got our logo on the front. And what's really neat is he did a, a QR code on the back. There's a little leather QR code you can scan takes you right to the website. Yeah, that's that pretty cool. That our buddy Nathan has set up for us because Nathan's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did not mean to do that. No, Hi, my welcome day. back to them again. What the hell? It's Francois no and the paleontologist. With- Jesus Christ. <laughs> These people want you to know about the T-Rex stomach contents they found. <laughs> Please go watch that video. They have found ways oh to pop up all over this.
0: That's so funny. So you this, needed to make a serious a serious yeah. moment.
1: So uh, I'll I'll preface with this, Brian Barcheck. I know in the past I have said I've I've not always agreed with what he's done as far as the YouTube stuff and some of the flashier things that he does on YouTube. Correct. Um, I do like some of the older Brian Barcheck stuff. I, I used to watch it all the time, um, but unfortunately, and we've talked about before, he has been he was battling cancer and it got really bad lately, and he did pass away uh, the other day. Brian Barcheck did 15th? pass away. And I and I, I want to uh, con- uh, condolences to his family and friends and everyone. And I don't want to belittle what he's done for the hobby. He has brought a ton of people into the hobby through his YouTube. There are so many people I know that got into the hobby through watching his YouTube. And then they branched out to the rest of the hobby and and saw some other things. So, you um, will be missed. I, I'm, I'm glad that they're getting a chance to build his aquarium, the legacy aquarium that he has. I would love to go see the Reptarium up there. Um but yeah, it, it it was a sad day uh, that he finally passed. But I, I know that battle has been hard. They've they've shown it often, and it's been rough to watch. So that did happen. Um, so yeah.
0: Oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was with this next picture that you've got. I, we talked to our daughter about it, and she said, "I'm never buying either of you one of these things for Christmas."
1: So let's move on to some funnier. Back to funnier stuff. Uh, this was a picture of you know when you go to reptile shows and you can buy pinned uh, dead animals, and this was a pinned uh, praying mantis with a couple of. Uh, Supposed to be empty egg sacs?
0: They were not,
1: folks. The they egg sacs were not were empty. Not empty. And the babies hatched, and they're crawling all over this person's wall oh. from where they hung the 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 pinned oh. praying mantis. So now they have a ton of praying mantis babies roaming their house. Yep. Uh I mean, I guess it could have been worse. Yeah. Uh I didn't read this one. I did not but either. A seven giant tortoises found in wood dead in woodland near. I don't know. I will have to read that one later. Uh, but that sucks. That sucks.
0: That's in England.
1: Uh, well, he's in England. I don't know if that's Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It is. Is it? How do you know? Tell me what part tells you.
0: Because it's the BBC News.
1: BBC News is just their news network.
0: Oh. I assumed they would just be... Never
1: mind. I mean, it could be. It may probably is. But it may not be. I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I'm not taking time to figure it out. Nope. All right,
0: I'll read the article another time.
1: Uh, Texas Sea Life Center. So we did have a cold snap here the last couple of days, and it, I mean, it got it got cold. It got really cold. It got down and feel like uh, below the 20s into the high teens. Cold. Um, and the Texas Sea Life Center, who we have talked about uh, before, who we've had on here before, who made Katie's entire life by letting her go and see <laughs> sea turtles up close and in it person. Really cool. Uh, have received a ton of cold stunned. Uh, tur- Turtles They've sea turtles And you can go through And look at the pictures And see all of them And and I know that It's a lot of turtles And you think this place, place Must be big But I'm telling you right now The Texas Sea Life Center Is not big
0: No not at all It's
1: a very small place With, with, with the The way
0: that they have it set up though It, it really utilizes their space In the most yeah. Way possible
1: Um. So if you can go on And, and donate to them it, it will go straight to them. They are defi- definitely definitely, a place to donate money to, and they can trust that it's going to be used properly. They're amazing people. Um, like I said, I kind of want to go to the Corpus Show so we can talk to them again. Maybe go by and see some sea turtles. Uh, but go donate to Texas Sea Life Center. They've got all these turtles right now, and they've got to try and get them nursed back up, and then they're going to, to have to let get the time to let them all go again as it warms back up. So go check them out. Uh, real quick, Travis, One posted this one, these fossils once thought to be plants were actually babies, baby turtle shells. Thought that was interesting. hundred and thirty five million year old footprints reveal new dinosaur species.
0: That was kind of cool.
1: That's cool. Japanese dragon terrorized ancient seas. It looks like a whale, uh, ancestor. So I'd have, I'd guess. Yeah. Um, and then there's the bowl.
0: And the bowls I posted. And that's it. That's
1: it. Ta-da. So. So
0: you're two episodes away from a hun- from 200. 200. How does that feel? Weird. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, we've done almost 200 of these things, counting uh, interviews at shows and those being episodes and everything. So, I mean, it's really been, what, this is year four, basically?
0: That sounds about right. I mean, yeah. 50,
1: f- we do them almost every week, so it's almost 50 episodes a year. Yeah, so four, four years. We started it in January of 2020. It's 2024, yeah. That's crazy. Um didn't realize I'd be around this long. I mean, I I hoped I would.
0: Did we start it in twenty or 21?
1: twenty one? Twenty. Because nineteen was when we went to, to You did.
0: We started it I thought we
1: nineteen was when we went to um N A R B C in Tinley. That's where we met everybody, came back. Uh and then we you went were still to still in
0: the old house when you started the podcast.
1: Yes. And then we went I don't remember that. I, do. I was in a post then,
0: I think
1: Remember cuz remember cuz we were about to record one night when they came to bust my house for my illegal selling of a carpet python. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, so that was that house. So it's been 200 episodes and uh I would like to thank everyone. It's almost been 200. We're at 198. But I would like to thank everyone that has been around from the beginning and everyone that has joined since then. Um, it's been it's been interesting and and like I said some of the people we've gotten to talk to That's one thing, if you get a chance to go over and check out our website at thereptilegumopodcast.com, go over to the guest of the show tab and just scroll through. Um, There's a lot of great people on there that you really should listen to those episodes. Like Just going through some of these here, uh, April Linkfield was a great episode. We talked about file snakes and house snakes, which I thought was amazing. Uh, The Howdies have been on several times. You can find their episodes. Uh, Bill Bradley, been on several, several times. You can find his episodes. They've been great. Uh, Dr. Ben Morrill was on our All Doctors episode And he had his own From Rare Genetics uh, I was going through Brandon Wheeler Is an awesome one To have on Brittany Gobble Was an amazing one We should bring her back Bruce Ireland Is another one With Snake Wranglers We talked to him uh, Just so many of them On here as I go through um, Derek Dykstra Is the one I was Trying to think of Earlier about uh, I think he does Maybe Or he at least knows Who does training For rept. Anyways mm-hmm. um, There's so many on here That were great That I just People need to go check them out Go look at the list Find what episodes, if you haven't listened to those episodes, go listen to them. Some of them are the Kathy Love one. It's, it's Kathy Love. Like, that's that was a super exciting one.
0: That was really cool.
1: Um, Corey Martin's on like 700 of these things. <laughs> go, go listen to Corey. Um, some of them, I'm not going to lie. I've had to go back and look at the list to see if we've had them on. Um, well... Like, I'll be, hey, we should have so-and-so on. I don't remember if I've had them on or not because it's almost 200 of them. So I have to go check. So I'm glad Nathan has this up so I can go back. Oh, no, we haven't had them on yet. That's it. But, yeah, we're going to have – next week we have a guest that I'm looking forward to having on. Yep. Um, And we
0: have 200.
1: We have never technically met our guest next week in person, but we have been in the same place as that person. But I did not talk to them while we were there. Cool. We saw them at Carpet Fest, when we went to Carpet Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 2020, 2019, somewhere in there. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to having them on.
0: Yeah, check out Herb Shows. Get your bulbs from VivTech, Gumbo 22. Get all of your rodent needs from Lil Shop.
1: Yeah, and you go check out uh, The Reddies. They've got several episodes. Jason Miller-Radovich uh, has been on an episode. I can tell you. Let's see. Jason was on episode... 74 and 176. And Lee. Oh, we got to go. You got to go.
0: You've, you've you're picking her up.
1: Oh, I'm picking her up. Then she, she, I'm going to be late. It's OK. All right. <laughs> go find everybody. We got to go. But apparently I to get my kid and yeah. I didn't realize I was the one going to get the kid.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But thanks for hanging out. We will have I've got guests for the next like month and a half. Lined At this up.
0: point, you know how to get a hold of us.
1: Yeah. Contact us. Don't forget the giveaway. Go make sure you comment on the giveaway so you can win a blanket. If you're going to be in Conroe, come by, say hi to one of us. Katie will be working in the front. We'll have a booth up there also for the podcast. Maybe you can pop on, say hi, talk a little bit on the podcast. We'll have hats for sale. If you want a hat, reach out to us. We can get you a hat. I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Thanks for hanging with us.
1: Thanks for hanging with us. We'll be back next week. See ya. Good night.